Welcome back, everybody. This is part two of our Friday the 13th discussion. This uh, will be covering parts four through six. I am the Reverend Dr. Death, and joining me is Law Urena. And starting out, we'll cover Friday, what many consider to be the best Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter, which came out in 1984. Yet another one year apart from the previous film. They were just churning these things out at one point in time. Tagline for this movie is Friday, April 13th is Jason's unlucky day. I guess that was whenever the movie actually premiered because uh, it definitely doesn't match up with the timeline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, code name for this one was just the final chapter. They didn't name it after David Boy uh, movie on this one, but um, it's the final chapter. I, I could see them getting by with that one just because nobody knows what that necessarily related to. So they they got away with you know telling people they were filming a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Yeah. Uh, this one was directed by Joseph Zito, <clears throat> written by Victor Miller, Ron Kurz. Uh, Martin Kitschrosser and Carol Watson. Uh, I think that that's most, you know, a lot of those are just character. Those are all characters. Uh, Barney Cohen did the screenplay and then Bruce Hademi Sakal did the story. So a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of writing going into this one. Harry Manfredini returns for, uh, for the music on this one. Uh, made for a budget of 2.6 million, it made 33 million, so still making money. Maybe not as much as the last movie, the 3D version, but it's it still made some good money. They're fucking banking on these movies. Oh, well, of course. I mean, uh, that's why Paramount was just like, "You got another one of these? Yeah, to crank out. We got any more of them? Cash. Friday the 13th films as they're scratching their neck like While Tyrone Biggs. Yeah. Neck and, yeah. <laughs> Uh, principal players, we have Kimberly Beck playing Trish Jarvis, the final girl? Question mark. <laughs> Question mark. Uh, Tommy Jarvis, played by Corey Feldman, um, uh, We who's the final boy, maybe? Um, uh, I, th I think he is. He ends up being, I mean, uh, Tommy Jarvis ends up being a pretty p pivotal character. Oh, yeah. Not uh, just in the movies, but the games, everything. Yeah, he's he's kind of considered like the Van Helsing to Jason, yes. if any character is, because he, he keeps coming back. He's the Bruce Campbell, uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, we have Ted White playing Jason Voorhees in this version, uh, which I will argue Ted White of the living Jasons. I'm just going to go ahead and say it, he was the best. Oh, 100%. I'm glad you said it. I wasn't sure we were ready to discuss that. Um, I'll have my comparisons. Would you say he's uh, the athletic Jason? Uh, he yes, um, he's definitely the 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 stronger, more you know, like you know, he's just able to get shit done, Jason. Of all the yeah, living ones, at he's least. the beefier one for sure. Um, because they even say so themselves. Uh, he does slim down in the zombie version. Well, yeah, because he's been mm. running a lot more. <laughs> I would argue that it's because he's not alive. I would argue well, it's he's been he's, rotting in the grave yeah. <laughs> uh, at that point. I would argue it's because he he's really putting the chase down. They also went from having like a season. I mean, Ted White was a seasoned stuntman. So, yeah. I mean, that's one thing that lent his credit. Uh, C.J. Graham in part six was a military guy. So, that might have been the reason he was also slimmer in, you know, part six. Uh, yeah. Uh, and um, <laughs> I think they went back to, I forget which one it was. Uh, but they went back to an actual stunt guy in some of the later films we'll be discussing in October, and that dude was thick as hell. 
Yeah, it's Kane Hodder. Yes. Everybody loves Kane Hodder in the role. Yeah. Uh, he mm-hmm. added he had a lot of different uh, like the 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 like the move or just the the way that he held himself was like completely different than all the other ones. Yeah. Uh, Eric Anderson plays Robert Rob Deere, who is technically the Doom Prophet in this, even though he <laughs> only gives them the Doom about halfway through the movie. Yeah. And uh, he's Sandra Deere's brother from part two, who's seeking revenge, you know, after the two days, as we've said. <laughs> <laughs> two whole uh, days. Two whole days uh, that he's been on the search for his sister's killer. Uh, Crispin Glover, a uh, pretty famous actor, yeah. plays Jimbo Jimmy Mortimer who is a dead fuck with spastic dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> I, those were his choices, by the way, folks. Yeah. If you if you watch the movie and you see the horrible dancing that, that Crispin Glover does in the film, that was his choice to do it that way. Oh, my God. Yeah. Weird dude. Uh, Corey Feldman says he was just, he would like go out on like canoes during filming and just like sit and stare off in space and do weird stuff. Uh, but did he choose to fuck like a dead man? <laughs> well, I, I maybe he did. Uh, so, I mean, although to be fair to him, he did please one of the twins. I mean, ah, yes. she seemed satisfied. Girls back then don't know what the fuck they want. Or oh, how. bullshit. They just came out of the 60s. I'm pretty sure they knew what they wanted. No, this is the 80s. I know. They just came out of the 60s. Um, I would argue that they just came out of the 70s, but, I mean. They, that, that means they came out of the disco era. So they came from the free love era to the major disco era was nothing but fucking and doing coke into the 80s. I'm pretty sure they knew what was up by You're then. You're talking about teenagers, if they're even able to access some of that. These are more higher-end teenagers. They have nicer cars. They're staying at... You know, camp these camp areas. They're they're a little different breed. Um, I'm gonna go with these girls are just like what they're you experiencing. didn't realize. This is what happened when Brett Kavanaugh went to that party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Lawrence Monison plays uh, Ted Cooper, who owns a psychic computer. Apparently, yes. that he's typing. That, right oh my god! I, the AI is like, what the fuck? What are you talking about, AI? Like, dude, you guys are so removed from the technology to even figure out two plus two. <laughs> the fact that he was talking about a computer just blew my mind. I'm yeah. like, how did they even know about that stuff back then? I mean, like, I know that there was very, very, like, you know, but, like, home computers were just starting out. Like, these had to have been, like, the richest yes, kids ever. Yes, they were the rich kids. Not that, but the Apple IIs were, the Apples were, the, I think it was Apple Apples or Apple twos were still in the just coming on the market, and they were making metal wood. Did they, the wait, whole frame was wood. Did they have the school computers where they play an organ trail? No, that wasn't even around yet. Oh fuck! Uh, yeah, this was uh, eighty four, so they no, it wasn't even quite to that point yet. <laughs> uh, let's see, we have uh, Carrie Moore uh, playing Tina Moore, <laughs> who's one of the hot quote unquote twins, and then we have Camilla Moore playing Terry Moore, who's the other quote unquote hot twin. Uh, that's that's up for debate, folks. I mean, the twins themselves, who actually are smoke shows now. Uh, swear up and down that they think their characters look frumpy and 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 unfuckable in this movie. That's, <laughs> that's their words. What? Uh, Barbara Howard plays Sarah Parkington, the pseudo final girl. They they really set her up to be like a possible final girl before that she had this the sex scene in the shower and then she kind of you know it's like all right now you're going to die. Yeah. 
Peter Barton plays uh, Doug Bell, uh, Paul's boy, uh, Paul's uh, best friend, and Sarah's fuck buddy. Um, Judy Arison plays Samantha Lane, uh, Sarah's best friend, and the boobs of the movie. And uh, she's she's got some good ones. Now <laughs> she's she's up there on the on the boob list. Clyde Hayes plays Paul Guthrie, Samantha's uh, boyfriend and two-timing jerk. Uh, Bruce Mahler plays Axel Burns, uh, the scummy hospital coroner (laughs) that likes to fucking front dead bodies. Um, (laughs) Lisa Freeman plays Nurse Robbie Morgan, who actually allows him to fuck her in the morgue. I I don't know who's worse in that situation. I feel like she's more of a blue ball giver. She was giving a lot of mixed signals. No, she uh, wasn't. That's true. She was like, get your she shit together. Like, Stop she wasn't like Nurse around. Jane. She and, was hot and she had, she had mental issues. She was hot and cold. She was like, one minute she was like ready to go. Second, she was like, what the fuck? Like, it was, uh, she was just weird. That's what you want to, you want to bang a crazy girl for the funnest. Well, there's there's a lot of TikToks out there that say that, I mean, and no offense to our, you know, the people who might be listening that, that are nurses, but that's that's what the suggestion was. Is like if you want a, a girl who's a little bit crazy and, uh, you know, uh, it, it's easier to pick up a nurse than it is, you know. A, a Latina. A woman <laughs> from, well, from a bar even is what the guy was arguing. So My old lady's that? crazy, I'm telling you, from firsthand experience. They know. They don't need <laughs> you to explain. They feel real, they're worried about you. <laughs> Uh, Joan Freeman, I don't think there's any relation there, plays Mrs. Jarvis. Uh, she was Tommy hot. Trish's mother. Uh, would you say she was hot? Yeah, she needed to show some titties. Something with her hair yeah. I wasn't going for. That 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 pompadour shit, I was just like, oh, this isn't. She, yeah, had, she, she had a pretty she, face. She, she had a body. Had, she had a nice face, though. Mm-hmm. Pretty in the face, and she was super thick. And... Apple bottom jeans. <laughs> with the fur. Oh, God. Uh, somebody who doesn't need to wear either one of those things is uh, Bonnie Hellman, who's the banana hitchhiker. She needs a banana real bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I have a core memory as a child. This is so fucking funny. So I did not, as a child, did not finish watching this film um, because, I, I, in fact, I think this is my first time seeing this film specifically but all the way through because at grandma bean's house who loved watching horror films i used to get dropped off super early in the morning like four o'clock in the morning uh i would go to sleep at her house watching cartoons and then get up and get ready for school she would take me to school but one particular morning horror films was on uh must have been a channel she had it on or something it was this movie and i was horrified by this a patch looking character eating a banana (laughs) and getting killed while eating it. I was fucking terrified. And I don't know if I fell asleep or if somebody came and turned it off for me because I probably cried like a baby or so. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Uh, Hi, Miha. Let's go camping. (laughs) I'm surprised. Grandma Bean's like, you can sleep in my room. I'll watch this. (laughs) Um. To this poor, uh, for this poor lady, she's she seems super nice on the Crystal Lake Memories, uh, you know, uh, movie. But uh, when they're interviewing her, but she looks almost exactly the same. Oh my oh. god! Oof, Pat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we have Gordon, the family dog of the Jarvises, who's just a good boy. Yeah, he's a certified <laughs> good boy. 
timeline for this movie. Uh, Saturday, July 14th, 1984, Jenny Field is the only known survivor at Pakenak Lodge. Rob Deere finds out that the death of his, about the death of his sister and swears revenge. Monday, July 16th, uh, we skip ahead a little bit. Uh, Chris Higgins is found in an unstable mental condition following the multiple murders at Higgins Haven. Later that night, Chris is taken to the local hospital for treatment. The corpse of her attacker, Jason Voorhees, and I say corpse in the loosest sense, yeah. it reanimates mm-hmm. and, uh, and he's taken there along with the 10 victims from, uh, that from Higgins Haven. And, um, he revives and kills the coroner and the nurse. So this is just two days removed uh, from part two that that we start out this movie. Tuesday, July 17th, 1984, six vacationing teenagers arrive at the house next door to the Jarvises. A hitchhiker is killed by Jason Voorhees, the banana hitchhiker that we just mentioned, <laughs> as he makes his way back to Crystal Lake. And then Wednesday, July 18th, 1984, Rob Deere arrives at Crystal Lake to seek revenge for his sister. Jason Voorhees murders the six teenagers, as well as two teenage twins they met, Mrs. Jarvis and Rob. And then Trish and Tommy Jarvis fight against Jason and finally kill him, with Tommy landing the killing blow with Jason's own machete. And then Tommy is shown to be severely traumatized by the experience. So we go from uh, the events of part two on Saturday, July 14th to the next Wednesday. And that's the, the, these three movies take place over those, those days. That's crazy. It's just fucking crazy to think about. Is it? It's what's Jason we're talking about. <laughs> the most it's just, consistent I mean, they're, they're, motherfucker. You go back and watch them and it doesn't seem like it's just over the course of a three day period. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, have we established it? What did he just not get killed? Is he reanimated? He's not reanimated because they show him get reanimated in the next film. Yeah, he's not. He's not technically dead whenever he's brought to the morgue, but I, I don't know. They're they're really they're walking a thin line with him at this point because I mean, for them to have brought him to the morgue, they had to have somebody unless they just don't know how to. And that could be the case. Don't know how to fucking do their job. You have that whole cool intro scene where you have like. The, the whole place been swarmed by cops, yeah. paramedics, you know, somebody should have, when they declared him dead, should have checked for a pulse. Uh, they, 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 somebody didn't find one. Uh, so I don't know how he technically comes back to life later on. Yeah. I mean, it, obviously we're happy that he does. No qualms, <laughs> but yeah, it just. Okay. Question one. How did that dude know that Jason murdered his sister? He heard the rumors. He, he, okay, he supposedly heard uh, from the police reports or something. Okay, number two. I don't know why they released them. Number two, how did he know Jason left the, the, the hospital morgue? He heard the news. Then how come the police didn't show up immediately at Camp Crystal Lake? Because They're the police are incompetent at Crystal Lake. Um, <laughs> I'm just well, asking. For part six, but that's a different set of police. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It's it, the the Rob <laughs> thing doesn't work. It just doesn't. It's it's a it's a. I mean, even the the writers admit that when they get to think about the timeline, it, it Rob just doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, you know what the problem is is that we're here for the kills, and they fucking work. We're not here for the storyline. It's the same <laughs> shit different day no what kind of kills are we gonna see there needs to be some kind of story really like okay yeah. that, that I, well 
here's the thing I'll give them. Like of all the series, this has this actually, I like the fact that one film bumps up to the next more than any other series out yeah. there. Like even if you watch like Nightmare on Elm Street, like those are so disconnected from each other. Like the only ones that are, have even a connection, you go from like the, the dream warriors to the, I believe it's the dream master and it's the same girl. Well, probably not the same actress, but like technically the same character from one movie to the next and that, but that's almost the only connection they have because they, they bring back Nancy and uh, in, in dream warriors from like part one. And like she, technically dies at the end of the first one if you because the the way that the you know the car you know because they bring johnny depp's character back so i mean she's in a dream and you know and freddie so she i don't know that series makes no sense when it comes to its continuity it's more like a dream which i guess is appropriate this is the only one that kind of has any kind of connection whatsoever and he's um, clearly getting better like you could see him his skills are going up that, he leveled up yes getting more gear now hitting those grind quest outfits are getting better <laughs> cleaner there there's some chronology between michael myers but like they keep resetting his and that's what that series that's the reason it sucks on his behalf like because there when we get to that series there's like four timelines they're operating on at least i think it's it's dumb so <laughs> um so anyways the body count in this one the thing we're really here for 14 people are killed in this movie um Axel, who gets a bone saw of the head, he kind of deserves it because he's he's fuck. He he literally tells a cop when they walk in there. Just remind you folks, he tells the cop that one of the people from Higgins Haven, and I guess it's Debbie because he just because that that's because what he says is he's like some he said uh, that that was a pretty girl. The cop yeah, says the cute girl, and then Axel turns around and says, "Oh, she's still pretty. If you want me to let you fuck," and then like they <laughs> cut him off. He's literally suggesting they go fuck a corpse. That's what he tells them. So Blech. hell yeah, he, he, <laughs> <laughs> she won't say no. Uh, Nurse Morgan, she's cut from sternum down with a knife. Uh, we have Banana Hitchhiker who gets a knife through the throat, and then she squeezes her banana real hard. <laughs> it would have been hilarious when she went to take a bite. He just pushed her head down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Samantha is stabbed through an inflatable raft. Uh, Polly gets a spear gun through the lower part of his body. Again See, with the spear gun. That was such a shame, the girl on the raft. Really? Yeah, because the dude was going out there. He was going to make up, get some uh. action on the raft, and then surprise, motherfucker. She had already been <laughs> probed. Fresh fries, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Terry is stabbed. Uh, Jimmy gets the corkscrew through the hand because he keeps asking, where's the, the corkscrew? Cork that was epic, dude. <laughs> and then he gets a machete to the face, and that's a good machete kill to the face. <coughs> um, Tina is th- my favorite, or one of my favorites, is thrown onto a car from the Sega Story window. Jason just rips her out and just throws her. Like, I mean... Teddy uh, gets a knife through the projection screen in the back of his head. That's what you get for watching porn mm-hmm. while you're smoking dope in front of Jason. Technically, was, uh, Doug, I wouldn't really classify that as porn. It was like that was that was uh, the old school kind. Yeah. yeah, I mean that definitely. Yeah, I mean it's not porn, but it was back then. For if sure. you show any modern person that nowadays, you'd be like, "What am I fucking watching? What is this?" <laughs> no, <laughs> because no, 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 no. I've seen better softcore. There's definitely better stuff you've seen, but you guys are still going to stop, stare, and you're going to watch it because you're going to say, titties is what you're going to say. 
See? Yeah. And this movie has this movie has extra sets of titties because he was watching porn and we get to see it with him. So there you go. <laughs> uh, Doug gets his head smashed into the shower after suggesting gay sex with Polly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember that, but that's what he's, he's like, Hey, Polly, you want to come in here and fucking, you know, do some stuff. And then that's when Jason's like, no, yeah. no, I don't, I don't I, swing I don't that way, brother. He's in my film. Nah, son, we don't do that shit around these parts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sarah gets an ax through the chest. Rob gets killed in the basement by multiple stabbings that we, that are very dark and off camera and, and boo, boo to that whole thing. And then Mrs. Jarvis uh, gets slammed to the wall repeatedly and disappears. We don't know what happens. Wait, did, know, did we see? I did. Did I miss her getting slammed into the wall? Uh, I think it's like hinted at and oh. they don't really ever come back to it. Okay. I completely missed it because all I know is that she was missing. And I'm like, where the fuck is she? And we're just like, of course, we're presumed that she's dead because I had to read about Gordon. Nope. She's at the bar. <laughs> She's at the bar drinking with Tim. Yeah. He's still there. He never came back. Um, and Jason, of course, is finally killed by a machete chop, chop, chop slide to the face. So there you go. Oh, <laughs> they have a square. I, I feel like there's a line dance called that. Right. Well, there's definitely, I think it was at the uh, Insane Clown Posse has a, a, a kind of a dance number to that. No, I'm joking. It's the cha-cha slide. No, I'm saying there's a legit <laughs> oh, insane clown posse that where they did like a you know a, a song in the style of the cha cha slide. No, shut like up! That. Oh, the jugglers line up and they do a line dance oh like my that. God. <laughs> uh, the quotes from this movie: uh, Ted Cooper calling Jimmy a dead fuck. Well, I mean, that, that happens a lot in the movie. And my favorite line for Jimmy: God, I'm horny. Yeah. <laughs> And it's delivered for the worst way by Crispin Glover. Like uh, nobody, like he, the way he chooses to deliver his stuff in this, uh, his lines, just weird, like weird choices all the way around. The best was that Teddy guy just getting shitted on over and over. You want to kiss the Teddy? <laughs> I love the, it's, nope. <laughs> how about the fact when Jimmy comes back and he's like waving the panties in front, in front of <laughs> typical Ted's guy face. thing. He's yeah. like, who's the dead fuck now? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's how guys roll. Smell these panties. Okay, is this how guys roll? Also, do guys get super offended if they get called a dead fuck? Yes. Really? Yes. By the, okay, by the women, understandably by women, but by their friends. Yeah, because like how, if someone's how, fucking with you, because how do you defend that as a guy? I'll fuck you in your ass right now. <laughs> if you're, hold on, let me let me let me rephrase that. If you're a young guy, you will. If you're an older guy, you're like fuck off. I really don't care what you say. But if you're a young guy and does you get you got another dude calling you out like that, a buddy, hey fuck you, dude. Don't say that about me. Yeah. It wasn't like Ted was telling him that in a way that guys do when they're joking with each other either. It was more like, dude, you suck. Yeah. I mean that, that's where because computer I says didn't know this until I was <laughs> doing the research. I didn't know this until I was doing the research, but like Jimmy's ex girlfriend was named BJ Betty. Oh, <laughs> and he never got a blowjob. <laughs> but and, everybody and she else wouldn't did. fuck him, so you know that's dirty. Why does everybody keep calling her that? Well, I guess you'll never know. <laughs> um, this has, uh, I mean, Savini came back, so the the kills drastically went up in in production value versus yeah. some the previous two. Um, and then 
uh, you know, we got Ted White playing a very good living Jason. So that that's two things in its favor. It's got tits galore in this movie. <laughs> like the twins are skinny dipping both of them and show and, and like, you know, so that's the scene you were talking about earlier where they, you know, in the last podcast where they kind of flip upside down or whatever. They the do water. the humpback whale. She just didn't fart so that she could have the, you know, water really? splash. <laughs> Stop ruining the movie. <laughs> I um, was waiting for it. You you've got the you've got the porno you know titties. You got Samantha showing her uh, tits like t- two or three times in the movie because she undresses uh, in the window across from Corey Feldman. Oh yeah, he, you know he's watching that scene, <laughs> and, and then like, you know she strips yeah. down to get on the raft. Um, he played that part of the kid getting to see shit like that so well. That's how any kid would yes. do that. We're like, fuck yeah, dude, look what's across the way. Well, and I then- wanted to. S- Go ahead. I wanted to save this till the trivia, but he legit Corey Feldman, God bless him, and the and when he's talking on Crystal Lake Memories, says as a twelve year old boy or what I think that was the age he was when he filmed this, said that he that's the main thing that he loved about this movie was he got to see titties <laughs> all so the time. many titties. Like he straight up says it. Hey, <laughs> the truth is the truth. Okay. <laughs> he 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 admits no words. He straight up said that's why he, it, what and, he enjoyed most. Yeah, about and it this wasn't movie. through a screen. It was in real fucking life. Like you're seeing, yeah, you're seeing top notch titties that had to go through a fucking vetting process to be on a movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, these ain't some bullshit bar titties. These are like legit actress grade Hollywood titties. <laughs> <laughs> um. I would argue that this is the most Friday the 13th movie that that is that's I mean following the formula that's out there like it's got everything yeah like that the movies mm-hmm. I mean it's it's I mean it's not my personal favorite we'll get to that one here in a little bit but I mean I gotta admit this has if you want a Friday the 13th movie you can't do any better than this movie it's got everything yeah it, it, it checks up. all the boxes Everything's amped up in it yes um, the visuals are better. Like if we're just talking about the cinematography, something I noticed that, that I didn't discuss in the last podcast, two and three, well, one looks fine. You know, now when you go back and watch oh, it, yeah. it looks a little mm. bit cheaper, you know, in, but like, it's still lit well and all that two and three are lit kind of like, I mean, they're almost like even like, you know, high definition, like versions of the film, they look a little too light, like they're a little too washed out in places. Like yeah. this movie, when it starts out and it shows that scene with the helicopters and all that, it is quality grade movie. Like, I mean, like the, it's deep, dark blacks, like the, you know, like the nighttime scenes, the light effect, you know, the light and the, the dark contrast. This is a way better visually produced movie all the way around. Yeah. Um, Anything, I mean, you want to bring up about any of the stuff where we get to the Death Holler Awards, like, I mean, as far as, like, the movie itself? Uh, again, another amped up Jason. Uh, this is the bulkiest we're going to get of these uh, of these two quarters that we're reviewing for February. It, it or is. He's the biggest, uh, yes. you know, bulkiest one. Yes, um, which is funny because we have two more films in this quarter that we're reviewing, and everyone talks about, I guess he, he's more fit, but they say he's, like, they're like, oh, you know, Jason is hella thick, and I don't necessarily agree. I think he's muscular, but you could be skinnier and muscular. He was a lot more trimmed down, and I thought that was less menacing, kind of, 
But the I think the actors still continue doing a good job. I know? like to think of mm-hmm. him as uh, like Brickhouse Jason. Yes. This is like fucking. This is peak Jason in my opinion. Yeah, this is Jason. Not only that, but the way, like the, the lighting like you were talking about were washed down in a lot of the other scenes. This one, it's it's like the the balance is good. It, Jason comes off way more fucking ominous in this thing, big time. Oh, he does for sure, yeah. And then it doesn't hurt that, I mean, this going forward, he has that huge gash from where Chris, like, you know, did the act. So, I mean, like, he's he's got, like, his, his, his you know, hockey mask is marked up in this one. Like, he, he's seen some shit yeah. you know, in this one. And and that that makes him more menacing because he's not got the fresh face like he did in part three, you know. Yeah. Um, Death Holler Awards. So, who is the final girl in this movie? Is it is it Trish or is it Tommy? I argue that it's Tommy because we never really hear from fucking Trish again. We hear about I, her on the Tommy Files, and I, I would agree. And I also think that Trish, if she is the final girl, is a shitty final girl. Oh yeah, like she has the worst qualities of a final girl. Tommy actually does everything that that Jenny does, but as a little, as a little kid, like, I mean, he, you know, he tricks Jason using, you know, the mind stuff or whatever by portraying himself as younger Jason. He actually, you know, goes on the offensive. I mean, he, he's got all the qualities that everybody, you know, gives to Jenny and said, you know, saying she was a good final girl, but Trish just, she does stupid shit. Real stupid shit. The end of the movie. Well, not only that, but, she would not be a final girl if it wasn't for Tommy. No. She, she would not have lived. She gets ganked right at the end Yeah, if it wasn't for him. I'm going to disagree with both of you guys. I think Gordon is the final girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Jason killed him. My Jason bad. did not kill Gordon. <laughs> the, the, dog, the dog just decided to jump to its death by smashing out the window in the <laughs> top story. Gordon got away. He was in future photos. Okay. So, but who do you think the the final girl or boy or whatever Noah? Who it's, who you it's think Corey it's Corey Feldman? Yeah, you can't even Tommy argue. Travis. Um, the slasher. I mean, we've already said this. This Jason rocks. Like he's top uh, tier. The living ones for sure. He's the best. Peak form, Jason. Well, no, it it's top tier Jason, and the story's pretty good. Out outside of the stupid guy looking for his sister two days later, yeah, with limited information yeah, about outside the of fuck. all that bullshit, yeah. ridiculously good looking guy, rough necking it, yeah. uh, looking clean cut as fuck, uh, and that sixteen year old girl is like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Trish is just like I want to hop on that dick as soon as I get it on. Oh yeah, <laughs> you could tell that was definitely going through her mind. She's like, "Holy fuck, this guy's built like a brick shit house." <laughs> Jason technically was uh, built like a brick shit house. Yeah, but he, he looked <laughs> yes. like a shit house. You know, potato, potato, <laughs> tomato. It's dark out in the woods. You're gonna tell me if you line both those guys up, you're gonna bang Jason too? Body wise, it's gonna be Jason Voorhees for me. Oh yeah, until he pulls off the mask. Keep the mask on. Gives you some of the hot stank breath. You're like, oh hell no, what you been eating? Let's be honest, we give each other some hot stank breath. Okay, not no Jason. Turn the other way. You guys don't have to smell anybody's breath. That guy. I don't have to see him. Full (laughs) mongoloid face and stank breath. You ain't going near that. He's gonna keep the mask on. It's fine. Oh yeah. Okay. (laughs) I like how you're slimy everywhere. You don't need lube. Oh, yeah. I don't believe you for a second. Um, What do you think's the best kill? I, I got to give it to Jimmy. I love that. Uh, where's the corkscrew? And then oh, yeah. Corkscrew um, delivered, hatchets or machete to the face. I'm having a hard time 
uh, because of my memories as a child. I'm having a hard time between the banana kill and the raft stab because I was like, this is going to be the raft one. I was going to be like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> but I remember that banana one when I was a kid and I was like, like, oh, shit, this is it. I'm finally old enough to get myself through this. <laughs> Um, that scene with Jason where he actually gets killed is pretty badass too. I mean, they really sold him sliding down that machete like that. I mean, that that's a good. The best kill, hands down, is Gordon. That's <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Jason just threw him through the window just to throw him. Get this fucking dog out of here, you. <laughs> you know what? It would have been funny if Jason actually did throw him through the window. Like, get the fuck out of here! You're in danger, you stupid dog. <laughs> 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 yeeted him uh, I don't really have a best scream for this the only person who really screams in the entire movie mm. is Trish and she's not good at it at uh, isn't that one blonde head uh, crop top girl oh no I'm thinking the wrong movie no, <laughs> so uh, many titties to remember I know. so many screams uh, the worst scream was Trish running down the stairs towards the danger <laughs> and screaming <laughs> No. And was surprised I thought when he reached through the stairs to grab her ankle. Bitch, he's still down there. The the best kill is when he threw that twin out of the top story. That's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. Right into the know, car. Well, you know what I like best about that kill? Was the land on the car looked so fucking real. Any trivia on that? Yeah, because she hit it and then bounced off the top yeah. of it. I was like, that looked like it hurt. It was legit. Yeah, the, the car Her body shook and everything. The car didn't give an inch. She just, just plop. I was like, that looked like a woman that did that, and that looked like it fucking hurt. It was a woman stunt uh, uh, actor, and it really was done. Um, they, but the, I mean, they did it to where they, you know, she didn't take like full damage from it, but or obviously, but they had to do it multiple times. They said oh, she was <laughs> to take in the movie. The 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 car is dented before she ever hits it because they had already done one film oh. of it, and like she didn't she didn't fall off the right way, so they had to redo it. You're like you dumb fucking bitch. Now we got to do this shit again. Get up there again and jump out the window. Fat ass, put a dent in the roof already. What the fuck are we supposed to do? Broom handle yeah, this shit? This is a rental car. <laughs> um, all the twin had to do on her behalf is just stick her head through the window. I bet, oh. that, I bet the stunt woman was like, you fucking bitch. I know. <laughs> hey, that stunt woman had a body, though. Uh, yeah, she wasn't bad. Um, best boobs, I'm I'm giving it to Samantha. Uh, those are some good titties. I mean, she shows them off multiple times. Um, the <laughs> twins are not boys. bad. Yeah. Uh, and Sarah's ass cheeks pressed up to the shower door. That's that's pretty nice, too. It's going to be the humpback whale for did, me. Did those twins ever do a double mint commercial? I, I don't know. They, I, I didn't look up any like, information like that. Because, like, them. looking at them, they look like the double mint girls. Okay, hold on. I'll, we're hold on. Let me, I'm losing my which movie we're reviewing for right now. Yeah, four. Four. Yeah. Okay. The um, final chapter. While she's yeah, while she's doing that, Doom Prophet Rob. I mean, he he kind of sucks as a Doom Prophet. He he only he only tells them about the Doom like right before it happens. Like, I mean, which granted, a lot of the other ones do too. But like, he's late in the movie when he gives them yeah. the Doom. You're about to die uh, right now. Yeah, it's like uh, I just showed up and uh, he's here right now. So good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least with uh, Crazy Ralph, he gave him like a whole day to prepare, you know, yeah. before they actually started getting axed. <laughs> I cannot find these twins for some reason. Type in Double Mint Girls. Oh my God. What? 
This is uh, critical hold on. information. I'm just gonna type in twins real quick. Uh, oops, what fucking phone? Twins. Uh, I cannot type. I can't speak today, and I can't type today. Double Camilla girl. Moore and Carrie Moore. All right. And let's see what they've done. Let's see there. Uh, soap opera, Teams, Cheers, Matlock, Baywatch, Baywatch Nights, uh, General Hospital, uh, Once Bitten, apparently. Uh, Whoa. Well, that was one of the twins. Whoa. Yeah. I need to go back and watch Once Bitten again. It was one of the twins, though, um, I think. Yeah, because it's Camilla. Camilla was in a lot of stuff. Uh, Carrie was in Once Bitten. Uh, television, I'm looking, looking, looking. No, nothing coming up. Um, hold on, let's do Camilla and. Anyways, we move along. Carrie Moore, go ahead. You can guys can go. <laughs> um, let's see, best side character. Um, I know it's going to be Gordon for Urena, but you know <laughs> it's, it's Gordon. Uh, he's dead. Especially he is not part, dead. So Especially in the part when he <laughs> saved everybody and jumped out the window. Yeah, like a good boy, he does. <laughs> Um, no, I, I, I know in the lore he technically lived. Um, I'm going to give it to Jimmy Mortimer. That dance is an epic thing that will never be lived down. So, I mean, I got to give him credit for that. And he's, he's a total pimp by throwing that back in, you know, his friend's face with the panties. Like you got to give him credit for that. Yeah. After him shitting on him, he's like, oh yeah. What'd you do tonight? <laughs> Jerking the gherkin. And- and he slept with a twin that that guy was supposed to have hooked up with originally. Yeah. He double yep. cut that guy. Like, it, I mean, he really, like, laid it to him. So, uh, dumbest moment in the movie, uh, Rob and Trish going to the house basement. Yeah. That is, they, they, that's one of the dumbest moves in any, like, that's the, the thing that they always make fun of. It's like, let's go into this house that's totally, you know, like, where the killer's at and maybe get killed while we're in here. Okay, wait. I so- mean, if you think. To Rob's credit, didn't he have to go down there to get the power going? Uh, they didn't have to go in that house at all. If they That's wanted, true. they all they had to do was wait. Jason would have came to them, and they had the home field advantage because they knew the layout, or at least she did, of the Jarvis house. They didn't know that house that uh, they were going into. Wait, I take that back. They went to that house to try to make a phone call because the phone died at their house. And they left Tommy by himself to man the fort. It's yeah. it's it's still it's all yeah, dumb. It's, it's dumb. A, you should have yeah. stayed where they's at. Tommy was man of the house. <laughs> well, apparently he was because as a final girl, he fucking rocks it. Well, that's what it was. Gordon was trying to get home to protect the man of the house. Probably. <laughs> um, yeah, they there is a split second though where he saves Trish or something is what people have said by him being in the house. Like he technically diverts like a little bit of attention from Jason, who's like you know in the area. I don't know. That's what people have said. I didn't see it in the movie, but whatever. What did he stop um, to pet Gordon? Is that? <laughs> no, it was like he went to go kill Gordon. I what doubt that. Said. That's a lie. He went to go pet Gordon because Gordon is a good boy and he I loves like that. pets. He, he went to go kill Jason, but then Jason threw the no, dog out No, Jason the was going to kill Gordon is what people are no, saying. No, he killed Gordon by throwing him out the window. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anybody in the movie that deserves an honorary Franklin Award? I don't. Can't really think of anybody that was that annoying. But. No, uh, Teddy was kind of annoying, but even then, it, I, he wasn't too bad. No, he wasn't a Franklin type of boring. No. Um, are you ready to move on to the the part five? A new beginning. Worst movie ever. 
Uh, I don't. Eh, we'll, we'll get to it. Friday the Thirteenth Part Five: A New Beginning in nineteen eighty-five. <clears throat> uh, yet another one year removed from the quote-unquote <laughs> last movie in the series. Uh, tagline is: If Jason still haunts you, you're not alone. <laughs> it's, hold on, it's one year removed. Yeah, one year removed from whenever they filmed Part Four. Uh, yeah. uh, what is or, it? What is part, it in Jason years? One year. Uh, we'll get to that in the timeline. No, it's it's well, Corey Feldman grew eight oh, years yeah. in fucking one swoop. Yeah, it's way different in the timeline. But I'm just saying, as far <laughs> as like the actual filming of the movie, yeah. it's one year past when they said they were going to stop these. And they yeah, the fi- um, the final chapter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When when was it made in eighty five or six? Eighty five, and then the final countdown was made. It was made in eighty five. <laughs> yeah. It was made in 85, but the movie's time frame is 1990. That's okay. It's 1989, (laughs) I believe, but we'll get to that here in a minute. Um, Code name was Repetition, which is another David Bowie name. (laughs) Repetition's funny as a name because they're just repeating themselves at this point. Uh, Directed by Danny Steinem, who was a porn director when he first started out. So that makes sense given the movie. Um, Written by Victor Miller, Sean Cunningham, the characters, uh, David Cohen, Marty Kistrosser, and David Steinman did the screenplay. Uh, music again by Harry Manfredini. Uh, budget of $2.2 million, It only made $22 million. Only. So, <laughs> only. Um, and despite the fact that it didn't have Jason in it, this is one of those movies where people started watching it because they wanted to see another Friday the 13th, got pissed, and then told everybody, don't go fucking watch this movie. That's why it didn't make any more than what it did. Wow. <laughs> so all of its money came within the first few, you know, like weeks or whatever of people just like, I'm going to watch this. And then it's like, he's not even Jason. What, you know, like that's basically what happened. Damn. Um, principal players, we got Melanie uh, Kinnaman playing Pamela, Pam Roberts, who is technically the oldest final girl in any of these movies. She is um, a horrible fucking character. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Uh, we have uh, Dick Wyand, who's playing Roy Burns, uh, who's the ambulance driver slash paramedic and uh, the Jason copycat killer in this one. And this is where they start slimming up. <laughs> Yeah, technically. Uh, John Shepard in this one plays Tommy Jarvis, who's all grown up and psychotic. Uh, Dominic uh, Brassia plays Joey Burns, Roy's son, who's murdered by Vic. Um, just going to tell you right now, spoiler alert, Joey Burns gets an honorary Franklin Award. He's not Holy in a movie shit, that long. dude. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God. Everybody, everybody was probably cheering when that kill happened. Like, God damn it, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Fucking mongoloid. Uh, Mark Venturini plays Victor Faden, who's got rage issues and ends up killing Joey. So golf clap for Victor. You saved us all, sir. Yes, thank you. Uh, Shavar Ross plays Reggie Winter, the young boy that's visiting his grandfather at the Pinehurst halfway house. And also sponsored by Nike. That guy is the final girl. (laughs) Holy shit, he smoked the wheels off that white lady. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He... Now, another spoiler alert, he has the best scream oh. of any of the movies. Oh, yeah. Period. Hands down. <laughs> and and the actor will admit it because he gets people all the time saying, you scream higher than a girl in this movie. He does. He does <laughs> quite a bit. He, yeah, he did a good job of actually making the movie watchable, surprisingly. <laughs> he did. He, he did an awesome job. Uh, there, there's a few things I like about this movie, regardless of how bad it is. Uh because this is the Texas Chainsaw, the, uh, the next generation of this series. Yeah. Really, I mean, that's what it is. Uh, Carol Locatell plays uh, Ethel Hubbard, uh, the next-door neighbor to Pinehurst. 
Roy Sloan plays her son, Junior, who's a dipshit. Uh, Kasky Swain plays Duke Johnson, the ambulance driver with no tact. Um, <laughs> oh, it looks like it looks like uh, Joey's dead as a doorknob. I'm just yeah. gonna, you know, who cares? Pull it back, with goddamn pussy kids. <laughs> uh, Rob De, uh, De Simone plays Bill McCauley, who's an Unger Institute transporter and a cokehead. Uh, Rebecca Wood plays Lana Ardsley, Billy State, and boobs. Uh, that's all you need to know about her is boobs. There were some Hollywood uh, titties. <laughs> Corey Parker plays Pete Lindley, uh, the greaser with car troubles. Anthony Brill plays Vinny Manalo, who's the other greaser with car troubles. Richard Young plays Dr. Matthew Letter, who owns and operates Pinehurst Halfway House. Vernon Washington is George Winter, uh, Reggie and Demon's grandfather. Uh, Miguel A. Nunez Jr. plays Demon Winner, which is Reggie's older brother and not a fan of enchiladas, apparently. Ah. <laughs> uh, Jerry Fields, uh, who has also grown up to be a smoke show uh, later on, uh, plays Anita Robb, who is Demon's girlfriend. Debbie Sue Voorhees. God bless you, Debbie Sue. She plays Tina McCarthy. Boobies in the Those are like capital letters. Like down. you're not going to see better boobs in any yeah. of these movies. That's hands down. <laughs> I mean, the old lady were debating if those were real titties or not. We're having a hard time. They look I, natural. I they no, look, no, no, no. It weren't hers that we were debating. It was another one. The one no. who ended up being a porn star. No, we were debating hers. I don't think we were because I'm pretty dead set okay. that hers are real. I was debating hers. Yes, then. you were. I thought we were show, you were showing me another one of the other titty girls that uh, I, I think remember. she went on to do a couple of like a porn or two. <laughs> well, Anyways, we'll that, get... that girl that Voorhees one reminded me of you. So when I seen her titties, I was like, "That's nice. my titties don't look like that, folks. They look better. <laughs> they t- I have I have I have T and A, but I mostly have A. <laughs> uh, John Robert Dixon plays Eddie Kelso, who's the two pump chump that uh, does Debbie Sue Voorhees like yes. in a split second, and he's ready to hop off. I gotta, I gotta uh, go. I gotta, I gotta go walk away and take a piss. I was like, "Fuck it, what?" <laughs> that was um, so weird. Like you could pee the, on it's her. Funny because the, it's funny because the actor admits that he's a two pump chump because of how quick that scene is. But that's because the MPAA folks they didn't yeah. allow him to get the full full fuck scene that he needed to, you know, really look like a champ in that that situation. Uh, Tiffany Helm plays Violet Moraine, who's the alt girl with the <laughs> dance moves. Oh God! <laughs> and they're they're almost Jimmy Mortimer bad. They're, <laughs> they're up there. Uh, Juliet Cummins plays Robin Brown, who's fr- who friends zones Jake right before he gets killed. So fuck you. I mean, if you at least get like we've talked about, at least get the you know the sex or whatever yeah. before Jason does his job. They don't know they're gonna die, but at least you know they could have died happy. That's why you gotta treat every instance of getting pussy like you're gonna die. <laughs> Uh, Jerry Pavlon plays Jake Patterson, uh, who confessed his love to the wrong girl, apparently. Ooh. Uh, Todd Bryant plays Neil, who digs up Jason's grave in the dream sequence. Uh, Curtis Conway, who plays Les, helps Neil do dumb shit, <laughs> like digging up Jason's grave. Uh, Sonny Shields plays Raymond Joffroy, the drifter hired by Ethel. He just likes to watch people fuck. I mean, that's, that's literally that's all he, he does. does. And then he gets killed. <laughs> 
that he gets killed. He didn't even do anything. Um, he literally just watched them. Jason's doing the same thing, and all of a sudden it's bad for this guy to watch. Listen, what? it's okay for Jason to watch. He does it all the time, but this motherfucker yeah. is watching teenagers fuck. That, yeah. is, that is pedophilia, yeah. okay? Motherfucker, you don't even live here. This is my area. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking transient. <laughs> This is not uh, your land. This John is my Hawk. land. <laughs> John Hawk plays Jason Voorhees in the dream sequence. And then Tom Morgan plays J- Jason Voorhees and imposter Jason uh, in parts of the movie. Uh, and uh, he's the Tommy's PTSD uh, real Jason. Why you can do tell we him because have... he's got the red versus the blue. Okay, why do we have so many Jasons? Yeah, why did the ambulance driver just play all the character? Uh, because I because of reasons I, I don't know. I'll give you, I'll give you one reason. I'll give you one uh, reason why this is so funny. But the, what gave away that the ambulance driver was the fake Jason is that his ass was so much smaller than the previous Jason. I saw his ass as a paramedic, and then I saw his ass as quotation mark Jason, and I was like, oh, that's the paramedic driver. I identified the fake Jason by this guy's. Ass, which is lack of an ass, by the way. In the first couple seconds in the movie, as soon as that guy came on, Mm. my wife's like, oh, he's a murderer. (laughs) I swear to God. I was like, He had crazy eyes. No, no, no. pretty good. Tell me, no, it was not good. Tell me those crazy eyes didn't give it away at the beginning. I mean, they did, but I mean, um, that that one ambulance driver that's like blowing bubbles or whatever after looking at Mm. Joey's corpse, I mean, yeah, you know, and they did a real bad job, though, setting up... uh, uh, Tommy Jarvis being the killer. I never once thought he was the killer at all. Yeah, in the movie. Like, it's, I don't know whatever they were trying to do with that. But yeah, this. Um, yeah, I, uh, the ass. The ass gave it away for me. Um, the reason I think they got somebody else to play Jason, at least in the PTSD version, the one that's supposed to be the real Jason that he's remembering, is because they wanted somebody with a different like presence to him, like you know that like different like way of acting, so that you could tell the two were different. You know, and yeah. I don't know, it, whatever. He's not really in enough scenes that I that I could make much out of it, but well, I was looking. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm not going to look at their backside whenever <laughs> Debbie Sue Voorhees yes. is on full display in the movie. Well, I'm sorry. I mean, you know, that wasn't a scene that you're going to see anyway. And so. when Lana says it's showtime, and it is showtime, <laughs> uh, I'm going to be attentive. I'm sorry. So, timeline, 1985 through 88, Crystal Lake, in order to change its uh, image, changes its name to Forest Green. We will revisit this in, another, in the next movie. But anyways, so Wednesday, October 11th, 1989, Tommy Jarvis, now 17, is being transferred yet again between mental institutions, this time between Unger Institute to Pinehurst, uh, halfway house in California. So this is fully in California at this point. Uh, When Tommy arrives, he witnesses the death of another patient, Joey Burns, at the hands of Vic Faden. Uh, Roy Burns, the paramedic, arrives to find the corpse of his son, dun, 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 you know, yeah. as well as the disrespect thrown to him by the ambulance driver, Duke Johnston. Yeah. Later that night, <clears throat> Roy kills two greasers having car trouble. Uh, Thursday, October 12th, uh, 1989, Roy Burns. So we're in 89 now, folks. Yes. That's where we're at time-wise. And the movie was filmed in 85, so we're still in the future by four years. Um Thursday, uh, Roy kills Bill McCauley and his girlfriend. And then Friday, October 13th, 1989, Roy goes on a murder spree and kills almost everyone at Pinehurst halfway home and several people in the surrounding area. Only Pam Roberts, Reggie Winter, and Tommy Jarvis survive. 
And then later at the hospital, Tommy Jarvis becomes so unhinged he attacks Pam while wearing a hockey mask. But, and this is not shown in the movie, it he was subdued before he could kill her. Interesting. So, uh, also, I would like to confirm that these dates are actual dates. <laughs> They're actually Friday the 13th yes. that, that occurred. There's only one date that is not a correct date. That's the one I said we were lied to about. But yeah, uh, the rest of it, they were actual dates so far. Well, that, that's good that they're matching mm. up. Uh, this body count is insane. There's 19 people. Holy that dies in this. fuck, Tw- it doesn't feel like Tw- it. 21 if you count the dream sequence. Yeah. Um. So the two guys digging up Jason, you know, ganked right from the start, and that's when we got Corey Feldman returning for the role shortly. Yes. Well, I like that little nice connection between them. I did like that. Um. Uh, Joey is killed by Vic, uh, acts to the body. Vinny gets road flare to the mouth. Yeah. Uh, Pete gets th- throat sliced. It's funny too, because in the, in the Crystal Lake memories, everybody says that Vinny and Pete are the first quote unquote gay characters in the whole entire series. So the fact that one gets a road flare <laughs> to the mouth and the other one gets throat sliced might've been some stuff working out there. I don't know. Wow. Um, Billy gets an axe to the head while waiting for Lana. Lana gets an axe to the midsection. Ray gets stabbed while watching teens fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you you can only have one pedo and it, and it has, and it's Jason. You can't, you, yes. if you're watching teens fuck, you got to be killed. Uh, Tina gets garden shears through the eyes and then clothes to snap under her nose. That's uh, it's, it's a gross sound when they do that. In the yeah. Movie. Um, Eddie gets the belt tightened around his uh, around the tree until his eyes pop. Anita gets her throat cut. Demon gets stabbed in the shitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Junior gets his head cut off while he's on a motorcycle tantrum. Uh, Ethel gets a knife to the back of the skull, causing her to fall uh, into her award-winning soup. Uh, Jake gets meat cleaver. Robin gets machete from below the bed. Uh, Violet gets machete pinned to the wall while perfecting her emo robot dancing. <laughs> Uh, Duke gets throat slashed in the ambulance. Matt uh, gets a spike through the head in a tree. George gets his eyes gouged out. And then Roy finally gets his hand cut off right before he's impaled on a tractor harrows. So there you go. That's all the dead in this movie. There is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? And um, look, going over these, because there are so many, and Roy doesn't technically count as a Jason Voorhees death, so does he count as a regular death? Um. I just, I'm counting deaths in general, but yeah, okay. he counts as a, you know, as a death, you know, God. one way or the other. There's some good kills in this movie. There are. Uh, that's one thing that I would throw out there about it. And I, the, I, the sleaze in this movie, I mean, like if you want, if you want tits, this, this is probably the go-to of the movies. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, they give you the goods. I mean, seriously, um, uh, you know, uh, Debbie C. Voorhees, the best titties of all the movies. <laughs> It, they they are. I want to say 100%. there were some good ones in 2009, but Debbie's, I don't know, man. Something different about them. <laughs> she knew what she was working with. Um. So it's got good kills. It's, it's, I mean, it's, but it's, it's just, I mean, the acting it's, I mean, you, this is very, very close to being like a, just a horror comedy. Like, I mean, cause it's way out there, yeah. especially with Ethel and Junior thrown in the mix. Um, Quotes in the movie, uh, cloudy in the mountains, sunny in the valley, and snow flurries up your nose <laughs> from Billy. <laughs> uh, you dumb dildo yeah. from Ethel. You dumb dildo. Uh, 
damn enchiladas from Demon, and about time you fuck wad from Ethel. <laughs> Ethel's winning here. The best, they're not the most well thought out lines, but God, they're delivered perfectly. Oh yeah, they're, they're delivered good. Um, and then and then Demon like sitting on the toilet singing to his girlfriend. Ooh, baby, oh yeah, ooh, baby. <laughs> that was so dumb. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what you could say. I mean, it's not the worst acting. That's still 3D. I mean, it's not the best acting by a long shot. The vi- uh, visually, it's not. I don't. It's not the best shot movie. Like it. I mean, it doesn't have like. I mean, it doesn't look as good as Part Four or Part Six. Like, I mean, as far as like how like cinematic wise, like the darks and you know, like the use of lighting and all that. I mean, it's just. It's a little too bright at times. I feel like they're almost like in a Texas setting or something, which I know it's supposed to be California, but it's just like a little too light out on some of the kills. But yeah, um, um, I don't know. It's it's not it's not for being the quote unquote one of the worst movies of the first six. I mean, it still beats the shit out of the worst movies from Chainsaw. I'm just throwing yeah. it out there. Like, um. Death Holler Awards. Uh, what did you think about Pam as the uh, final girl? Mm, I mean, I don't think she's the worst one because, I mean, she's just a cute little thing running around in some high-heeled boots trying to survive and trying to keep a kid alive. I think she's doing the best that she can. So, because um, she's not... She's not necessarily making the smartest decision, bleh, decisions, but she's also not making dumb decisions like some of our previous final girls. So I think she's okay. I agree. And then, I mean, she does come back after him with a chainsaw, so yeah. that gives her a few extra points. Yeah. Um, she's one of the prettier ones. Yes. She really is. She is. I mean, of the final girls. Um, and um, well, even now, like, she's none of those ones. I told you, like, a lot of these women that were in the Friday movies, like, even, like, years on when I, they have to be what in their, like, 50s, 60s, I mean, maybe even later, they they look great. I don't know what they're doing, but, I mean, yeah, you know, good on them. Um, <clears throat> Slasher, this is where the movie really fails. Roy Burns sucks. Yes, he, he really does. does. <laughs> he really did a disjustice for Jason, even though he's supposed to be a um a copycat killer which i i i respect i i i didn't dis i didn't hate that they had did a copycat in this one i don't necessarily know why it kind of gave jason a rest in peace moment where he's dead and you like okay we think he's dead now we have this person that has to fake it in order for jason to be so i think the idea of having it was cool i just don't think that the guy who played roy sold it I, I don't think that he did that great of a job. The The other thing that's weird, too, is this is set all the way across. If you assume that New Jersey is where Camp Crystal Lake is at, and this is in California at Pinehurst, that shows you how notorious Jason would have had to be in the ensuing years between, like, you know, in the in the five years or whatever that's passed since uh, the Tommy Jarvis, you know, went, to, went in, you know, killed jason because he his story made it all the way across the country and yeah. like roy know, knows about about it so i mean uh you know whatever that is story-wise that might make sense i mean that's enough time for his legend to get you know across the the united states but it's it's just you got to keep that in mind too yeah i will say this ironically he's not the worst jason <laughs> mm, no he isn't sadly i mean <laughs> 
He, I think he's actually more effective than the Jason in part two. I mean, for what he does. I mean, the kills and everything else. Yeah. Uh, best kill in the movie, uh, to me, that's Tina when she gets the shears through the eyes because that little snap that it does oh, when yeah. it breaks the nose bridge, that, that's gross. Like, that... I mean, even if they did cut away from most of that yeah. to keep, you know, like the the MPAA happy or whatever, it it's it works. Which is funny because they're fine with the titties. <laughs> well, kid. that's in the trivia, but yeah, they uh, they they negotiated away some of the gore so they get more titties. That's the oh. director of this totally wanted nudity to be the main thing for this movie. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> I well, there's so many more films to review that I feel like that's gonna bite them in the ass after we do a final cap of all of these in October. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. For me, it's going to be because these were my favorites. It was Junior getting his head cut off. It was that's pretty good. It was so expected, but it was like also anticipated. Um, or Roy landing on the shears. I did like how there was a fake, you know, moment of Roy getting killed. He didn't get killed. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then he crawls back up, and then yeah. he's, like, grabbing at Reggie and, like, dragging him down with him or whatever. Yeah. You know? So, and then when he finally lands on it, uh, I, I was digging that, so. Yeah, that's that's a good way for the killer to die. I mean, that's, you know, that that's a uh, special way. If it was, like, you know, uh, farm implements, I feel like that's natural for Jason to go out that way. You know what I was thinking? Just now, it just dawned on me, and I don't know why. Hold on. Let me go to my handy-dandy photos I have here. God dang it, the stupid thing <laughs> refreshed. But um, I have all the Jasons up to part six. So this is part... Where are five. we? Part five? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, he does have the gash in his mask. Maybe it's not the right Jason. Did he have a gash in his mask? Uh, uh, not not to my knowledge. Not the uh, fake Jason. It was the... Um, the real one that did. Or the, 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 the PTSD one that, that Tommy is seeing in like his mind or whatever. Yeah, it's the rain one. Okay, so that's the one that I have. Uh, that's why. Okay, so that's what I was getting at is, did Roy have a clean mask? He had a clean mask, and he has blue chevrons instead of red. That's one way you can tell oh, that it's okay. the fake one. Okay. All right, moving on. Um, best scream in the—this uh, one's hard. I mean, certifi- certifiably, you can say that Reggie has the shrillest scream. Uh, Tina uh, has a pretty good scream, you know, right before she's, you know, murdered. But then Pam, I mean, when she's seeing all those dead bodies, like, bam, 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 at the end of the movie, yeah. like she's actually got a good scream for a final girl, too. So um, this one's kind of tough. It's going to be Pam for me. <laughs> I, I, I want to say Pam, too, but, I, but Reggie's got to get his, you know, honorary mention for, I mean, like, yes. that little boy could scream like I'm not going to take pitch. away from Reggie, for sure. Uh, that kid was a superstar, <laughs> but I am going to say there's something different. Something hits differently about a final girl screaming. Yeah, that's true. Uh, best boobs. Um, it's, it's Tina. Yeah. She's going to, it, it, there's no, uh, but this did have both Robin and Lana both having extended like, you know, uh, you know, bare breasted scenes. So there's a lot in this movie versus yeah. some of the others, which is funny because uh, it's, it's still Tina for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh she just outshone everybody else oh I mean, she did clearly i mean god uh, even how, with a shirt on 
Oh yeah, I mean, like they were really hanging down in that, <laughs> that, that picture that you said or whatever with her shirt on. Um, how annoying is the Doom Prophet? It, the Doom Prophet's hard mm. to pin down in this movie because is it Tommy with his visions? Because he's the only one warning people about Jason in the movie. Yeah, and it's hard because like I want to say that he's annoying, but at the same time he's not wrong necessarily. <laughs> No, although he's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy because he brings Jason back in his own way, like toward the end of the movie. So I don't, it's, it, this is a weird doom yeah. prophet, like, um, best side character. Uh, this one's hard because I liked both Ethel and demon. Um, uh, I want to side with demon though, because poor guy got killed on the shitter. So I'm going <laughs> to give him his credit in this one particular instance. Um, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go with Demon and my reasoning being is that he was very effective for the short amount of time he was on the screen. He wasn't as annoying and he was gone before he could become annoying. Uh Ethel was just annoying. She was a very cliché type backwoods character. Yeah, she there is that, and then Demon has the edges out a little bit because I mean there is a genuine like even though he's not on screen that uh, the interaction between him and the the Reggie uh, in the movie is actually very well done for what little time they have together. Yes. And then the fact that, you know, they had that little interplay between, you know, he's like, who's this? And he's like, oh, Pam's my girlfriend. And, like, she just totally plays into it. She's like, you know, she does, you know, uh, it's, it's a cute little scene for yes. that, you know, for all that. I liked it, yeah. Um, dumbest moment is Pam slowly crawling through the mud from Roy. Like I, I was like, <laughs> please get up on like, what are you, why are you crawling? Like, okay. And she gets up like a second later and then runs with Reggie. Yes. Uh, but can you not argue how sexy it was in those tight, wet jeans slipping through the mud? <laughs> that's probably, that's almost exactly why it was in the movie. Yes. Because Steinman, I guarantee you that's why it was in the movie. Yeah, uh, she was. Uh, she had some stripper moves going for sure. Um, I'm sure that's why Roy was so slow because it's hard to run with the with a hard on, is what I've heard. <laughs> I don't know uh, it, from experience. Well, if you have the blood going down there and not your legs, it's hard to, to move. So yes. So yeah, uh, it, it makes sense. So you know, he wasn't he wasn't Jason Voorhees. Jason Voorhees at this point would not. Uh, it have it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been phased. No, he would have been straight. He would have just marched up and took her out. Like, like it oh, would have bothered him in a bit. You want some? You want uh, some hardness in you? Here's a fucking machete. <laughs> that's that's what you're getting. That's the hardness you're getting. Uh, honorary Franklin, definitely Joey. Who like God bless. Thank thank you, Vic, for taking him out of the movie when you did because I couldn't stand more than what I saw of him in this movie. Yeah, and uh, very useless. Well, I guess he wasn't useless. He was the catalyst. So he was the catalyst for the film. But yeah. Jeez. I keep forgetting um, he was. <laughs> you ready to move on to the the last film? I am ready. Um, Friday the 13th, part six, Jason Lives from 1986. Again, one year removed from the last film. Uh, tagline, kill or be killed. Worst tagline of the bunch. I hate that. I looked for a different tagline that was better because some of the other ones have some decent taglines. There was just none that were good for this movie, and I hate that because this is my favorite of the Jason movies, period. Yes. Like it's, it, it just is. Um, Wait, real quick. Name, before you move on. The, this is the worst tagline? I thought the previous one. Um, hold on. I don't know if it was five. 
I'm going to a five, five had the one. If Jason still haunts you, then you're not alone. That's not a bad tagline. I mean, it's it's kind of dumb, but kill or be killed. I mean, seriously, it's that's kind of. I mean, there's not much to it. Yeah, and there's not a lot of kill or be killed happening, honestly. But okay. Um, code name is Aladdin Sane, which is another David Bowie song, and I, that's that's cool. That's a cool fucking like. There's no way that you would know yeah. that you were that that was a Friday movie with that name. So. Yeah. Directed by Tom McLaughlin, uh, written by Victor Miller, Sean Cunningham, who did the characters. Tom McLaughlin actually did the screenplay, so he wrote and directed it. Wow. Um, music by Harry Manfredini with music provided by Alice Cooper. Sweet. It's it's pretty fun. It's got the best soundtrack, in my opinion, of all the movies. Um, budget is three million USD. It only made nineteen point four. But the reason for that is that this movie, even though a lot of fans swear like me swear up and down it's the best, it never got good or never got really the the credit deserved until it came out on home movies because everybody after they watched part five said I'm never fucking watching one of those movies again since they duped me on Jason and when they wow. got him back in this one they didn't come to the theaters you know because they they got burned damn. So, it still made money, yeah. You know, clearly, three to nineteen, but it 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 should have done way more than that. Yeah. Uh, principal players: we got Jennifer Cook playing Megan Garris, the final girl in this one. Uh, C.J. Graham playing Zombie Jason. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the best Jason is Zombie Jason. Really? Uh, <laughs> uh, he just does so much more as Zombie Jason. Like the kills just get so much like out there. Like, I mean, there's only so much like Ted White was the best living. Uh, and I'm not, CJ Graham is not my favorite of yeah. the actress who played zombie Jason. That's Kane Hodder, but still we, we've got zombie Jason finally. So he, he's the, he's the starting one. He's the first one. So he's your first love. Yeah, basically. Um, Tom <laughs> Matthews plays Tommy Jarvis in this one, uh, fresh out of the sanitarium. Uh, Ron Palillo plays Alan Hawes, who is Tommy's buddy from the nut house. Uh, David K- Kagan plays Sheriff Mike Garris, who's Megan's father. Uh, Nancy McLaughlin uh, plays Elizabeth Elizabeth uh, Mott, uh, one of the two uh, camp survivor supervisors who never make it to the camp. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Goldwyn plays Darren Robinson, who's the other camp supervisor that gets killed with Elizabeth. Uh, Renee Jones plays Elizabeth Sissy Baker, who's the camp counselor who invents a pretty cool solo game about Camp Blood, which you can actually find online. Oh, my God. Um, Carrie Noonan plays Paula Mott, Elizabeth's sister, a friend of the little girl, um, uh, camper uh, Nancy, and would be a typical virginal final girl in any other film. She's actually gets dirty. She gets done dirty in this film because she's, I mean, she's trying to save a little girl. She's totally virginal. In any other movie, she would have been a final girl. Uh, Paula would have, but not in this one. So, Which goes to show you that Jason w- just will fucking kill. He doesn't care. He doesn't need a motive. <laughs> well, yeah, zombie Jason especially. Oh, yeah. He, he doesn't care. Uh, Tom uh, Fridley plays Carter James Court Andrews. Uh, just goes by Court in the movie. Uh, who's the male camp counselor and a horn dog for <laughs> Nikki. <laughs> Uh, Darcy DeMoss plays Nikki Parsley, who likes loud music and fucking in her RV, <laughs> or an ARV. 
uh, Courtney Vickery plays Nancy Perry, the camper who sees a monster after having nightmares. Uh, Ellen Blumenfield plays Larry, the corporate paintballer. Matthew Faison plays Stan, the corporate paintballer. Ann Ryerson plays Katie, the corporate exec paintballer. And then Whitney Rydbeck plays Roy, the clumsy corporate paintballer. Uh, Wallace Merck plays Bert, the misogynistic corporate paintballer. Uh, Roger Rose plays Steve Halivex, who's the yuppie proposing to his girlfriend in the movie. Uh, Cynthia Cania plays Annette Edwards, who's the, fian- the now fiancé of Roger, but that was short-lived. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Nomad plays Officer Thornton, who's one of the Forest Green Police. Michael Swan plays Officer Pappas, who's the, one of the Forest Green Police. And then Bob Larkin plays Martin, the Eternal Peace caretaker and the drunk in the movie. Uh, you forgot two characters. Who am I leaving out? Barnaby and Burgo, the, the hamsters. Oh, the hamsters. I'm so sorry Oh my the God. hamsters were left out. That's dirty. <laughs> Did you ever add them to the the Friday the 13th wiki? I want to I feel like I feel like in Wikipedia you can add if I and I have a picture of Barnaby and Burgo. <laughs> they don't have names. Could you imagine if I added that and turned it into Friday the 13th timeline lore? I'm, that people would probably be fine with that. They oh they God. add all kinds of weird stuff to these things. Okay, I'm gonna do it. And I look for Barnaby and Burgo in the next coming weeks <laughs> if I can accomplish this. <laughs> The hamsters in uh, what is which one is this one called? Part six. Jason lives. Jason lives. <laughs> um, timeline. So as said previously, between eighty five and eighty eight, Crystal Lake renamed itself to Forest Green, the distance itself from the Voorhees murders. Uh, that didn't work out for no. them, obviously. Thursday, July twelfth, nineteen ninety. So we are in nineteen ninety now. Uh, we that makes us officially what? Well, I guess we're still four years ahead. So yeah. we're still operating the, in the future. Uh, Tommy Jarvis and Alan Hawes travel to Eternal Peace Cemetery to dig up the remains of Jason Voorhees and destroy his body. Not a bad idea, and it's kind of gave me supernatural vibes. To be perfectly yeah. honest, burn the body. <laughs> so. In a moment of rage, Tommy grabs a metal fence post. Bad move, sir. Uh, and this is the dumbest move in any of the movies, just so you know, because uh, you can't get any dumber than bringing Jason back and making, you know, zombie Jason. Um, and he stabs the corpse. Uh, the corpse. Uh, before he can set fire to the body, the metal is struck by lightning, and Jason Voorhees is reanimated. Uh, Alan Hawes is quickly killed by the undead slasher. Uh, Tommy escapes and tries to warn local police, but they lock him up instead. (laughs) And then Jason makes his way back to Camp Crystal Lake. I'm sorry, Forest Green and uh, murders the two camp supervisors. Do you think Um, that they referred like everyone in the news, like their asshole thing to do was, oh, uh, the lake formerly known as Camp Crystal Lake instead of Forest Green? (laughs) (laughs) I I would have if I would have been in that area. That's just dumb. Um. Friday the 13th, or July 13th, 1990, uh, Jason goes on a killing spree around Camp Forest Green. Uh, Tommy Jarvis and Megan Garris are the only adults who survive. In an attempt to stop Jason and save the child campers, uh, Tommy and Megan manage to chain Jason to a boulder at the bottom of Crystal Lake. I'm sorry, Lake Forest Green. And then uh, sometime after the murders, uh, town officials decide to change the name back to Crystal Lake. And then October 13th of that year, I'm jumping ahead. This is technically the movie that we're not covering until the next half of this, whenever that happens. 
uh, October 13th, 1990, which is just, you know, a few months removed from when all this happens, 10-year-old Tina Shepard uh, uh, first develops her te- telekinetic powers uh, while staying with her parents at Crystal Lake, which causes the death of her father. She spends the next few years in a mental hospital. She will be the final girl in the next movie. Mm, okay. um, so I can confirm all year. these all these dates are correct dates. I don't know about October 13th, 1990, because that's a Saturday. It's not saying that it's a Friday. Well, it's not saying it's a Friday. Yeah. It's just saying October 13th. She so, has her, her carry moment, as it were. Yeah, so we're still moving forward with uh, correct dates. <laughs> um, body count, 18, possibly 19, so a lot in this movie. Yeah. Um, Alan gets his heart punched out. I love Great it. kill. Yes. Uh, Darren uh, gets speared through the chest. Uh, that's that's a good kill. Uh, Elizabeth gets speared, but then she also gets drowned on top of that. Uh, Bert gets his face smashed into a tree, <laughs> which is really goofy because it leaves a smiley face. Uh. Uh, I loved it just for the cheese, but yes, it's... Now, this one I do like quite a bit. Stan, Katie, and uh, Larry all get decapitated at the same exact time. So yeah. you get three and one on this <laughs> one. That That's a good kill. Yeah. Martin gets stabbed with a broken bottle one of, that he was actually drinking out of. So, you know, Hair of the Dog did not save him in this <laughs> instance. Uh, Steven and Annette get impaled like in part two, but this time on a motorcycle. Yeah. So they're changing it up. Nikki gets face slammed into the wall of the RV, and that's a cool effect. Yeah. Seeing the metal, like, form around her face. That was hella funny. I was laughing. <laughs> uh, Court gets stabbed in the head. Uh, Roy gets dismembered completely. They just find his body parts. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Sissy gets thrown through a window, and then her head twisted off. So, Jason, back to throwing people. Yes. The head twisting, though? Oh, my God. I loved it. Yeah, it's... it. There, there's not this the best some of the best kills in the series are in this movie like bar none like i mean it's just because the director understood the assignment and he said if i've got an undead jason he's gonna be doing all kinds of out there shit um paula it's unknown what happens to her but whenever they come back and they see the bloody aftermath she was totally obliterated yeah and remember, she could have been the final girl, so she gets done the dirtiest of any person in any of these movies yeah. because not only could she have been the final girl for being good and actually watching after the camp, you know, the kids, she gets, I mean, there's no, there's the remains are not even around. That's how bad he kills her. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Officer Thornton gets a dart to the head. Officer Pappas gets his head crushed, and this head crush is actually a good head crush. Yeah. This is a good It's It's getting effect. better. Uh, Sheriff uh, Garris gets folded in half, and that is a fucking good kill, too. It's like, a good just, kill, but technically, couldn't he have lived? Maybe. It depends. Well, it depends. Yeah, the way he was folded, it would have been like the paralysis would have been farther down, so it wouldn't have affected his breathing. So technically, he could have lived from that. Yeah, that's you know? what Noah and I were like, oh, well, technically, he could have lived, but what happened, happened. Uh, and then I throw in extra Tommy. He technically dies by drowning, but yeah. Megan brings him back. So Tommy is now technically the same as Jason in the sense that both of them drowned at one point, and then they, were, they came back. Uh-oh. Uh, which, which is interesting because they're arch enemies now. Yeah. Um, some, of the, some great quotes in this one. Why'd you have to go and dig up Jason? Looks at the screen, breaking the fourth wall. Some folks have a strange idea of entertainment, which is a meta comment by Martin. (laughs) 
uh, dumb broad should have stayed in the kitchen where she belonged from Bert. Oh, shit. Makes me wonder if they're making fun of Gene Siskel. I hope the fuck they were. I hope so, too. Um, Wherever the red goes, you bang. Deputy Rick Cologne. (laughs) Uh, Dig him up. Does he think I'm a fart head? Martin says this, followed immediately by a fade swipe to the camper saying in unison, yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) I just, there's so much camp in this movie. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Darling, you're going to be the death of me. Martin talking to the booze right before Jason kills him with a bottle. And then that's what I want. Megan, as she sees Camp Forest Green sign, but Tommy's right between her thighs. Oh, yeah. I I like Megan. I the, the, She's the one final girl that gets to have fun. Yes. Like, and that's what I like about her. So, 